nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was I was born and raised here and I'm still here in Jacksonville. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually there in Jacksonville with my fiance not too long ago. We actually went to the to the Andrew Schultz uh, comedy show. Oh, true. I think I remember that. Dude, I didn't go though. Dude, it was like um shit. It was like last month, like December, some shit. <laughs> Bruh. True. I was dying. Oh, for real? <laughs> Duh, this I, I, I'm a big fan of Andrew Schultz because I listen to his podcast all the time. But it's just like yeah. it's a difference when you've seen him on live. Like, True. like that's that shit is wild, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I damn dude. I need to go to more like comedy shit because I only watch them on Netflix. But like, I never go to them. Dude, straight up, if he ever comes back again to. To Florida, man, I'll hit you up and say, yo, you got to go here. It's near, near your place, man. Yo. Okay. Oh, my God. That shit is hilarious. It's like I tell everybody, it's like, yo, worth every penny for sure. Yeah. Absolutely, for man. Sure. Well, we're going to get this shit started, man. So first things first, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's Valentine's Day. Yeah. I pretty much worked out, did some schoolwork, and then tried to work on some music, but... You know, I have a little writer's block right now, so. Oh shit! You know that I was gonna, we, I was gonna ask you about that later during our interview, but I guess it's might as well just talk about it right now about writer's block. Yeah, for sure. How long have you been having this writer's block? Um, so probably about like two weeks now. Mm. Um, and like honestly, I've been kind of like putting a lot of. I kind of put a lot of pressure on myself to try to, mm. I guess, work on something every day. And I know like I really shouldn't do that because, you know, you have to let things like marinate mm -hmm. and you can't work on an idea until like it comes to you. You can't like make something out of nothing. So um, that's what I've been struggling with. But like I have a I have a um, show on Wednesday. Mm. So I was trying to like. I'm trying to like use some days to practice um, DJing, like put a set together, put some songs in the set. Um, and then I just haven't done anything in about two weeks. So I tried to open some now, but <laughs> damn, <laughs> I just got the piano thing down and I was like, ah. oh, that last minute <laughs> shit, man. That last minute. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, so, yo, so. So, so I was gonna ask you, like, you believe the whole concert writer's spot, but that's a, that answer, that question just answered itself. Now, what do you do when you're when you're in that situation? You know. So honestly, I try to. Um, one thing I do actually is a lot of times I'll go and I'll like do something like working out, or I'll mm. go on a run or something, and um, I'll just listen to a bunch of music because like. My mind races like this constantly. Oh, shit. <laughs> and so, yeah, <laughs> like with like ideas and stuff, like I'll have one idea. Yeah. And then like 10 minutes later, like I'll have this completely other idea and it just goes like this. So I get a lot of them from like going out and like working out and listening to like, I listen to a lot of rap music. Okay. So I'll go and listen to um, some of my favorite artists. And then sometimes like ideas will just come to me like that. But, you know, on days where, like, it doesn't, you kind of just have to um, maybe put your energy elsewhere. Um, and if you want to do something creative, like, 
I have like other outlets too. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'm like, oh, why don't I paint today instead of like sitting here on my Ableton trying to bust out a track? Okay. When like nothing's coming to me and stuff. Well, I got. I have to say that you already more or less grasped the concept of writer's block and know how to deal with it. You know, not many locals <laughs> or up and comics like yourself. Um, when they ever come to that situation, that most of the time they're just like. Oh my God, what am I doing? I'm here months, months doing nothing, you know? Um, but, yeah. But I'm, I'm, yo, kudos with you. The fact that you're actually already taking steps because most of the time I will just say th- th- that exact same thing. Like I will tell you, yo, just step out for a moment and just go out or do something. If you have some hobbies, just do some hobbies. Go have a bike ride or pain in your case, you know? Or, Yeah, for sure. Or spend time with family or friends or whoever, you know, just for a bit, you know, just to get your mind out of it until, you know, that inspiration kicks in. And then once you have it, it's just full throttle all the way. Exactly. Exactly. Like you can't get an idea out of like nothing if you have nothing, you know, and like, you know, some days I have nothing and um, I got to put my energy elsewhere. Mm. You know, if I want to do something. No, and that's and that's okay, man. And that's and that happens yeah. to everybody. There's certain people that actually don't have that and they just like literally go through. I learned some <laughs> of those techniques for those guys. For some of my boy Needy. I I have to stop calling his name now in my show because everybody's gonna believe I'm a fucking simp of his. <laughs> But it's like I dude, like if if I and I tell him it's like, dude, like Everybody's gonna make fun of me because I'm your sim, and he's like, ha ha ha. It's like, no, bro, because you're the only perfect example I have to give to the show for people to actually yeah. believe my shit. Like, I'm, I gotta give some credentials. It's like, well, you're the best one, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, I see this guy, and he works like a fucking Terminator. He's a fucking robot when it comes to making music. Oh, I, I've never That's seen it. him on a writer's block, and if I do see him on a on a bad day, he's actually doing something completely different, you know? And one yeah. of the things that you actually did mention is like, let's say like today is like, oh, today's not the day I'm feeling I'm making dubstep, for example. Let me make something different. Let me make some another different genre I never fuck with. Get my curiosity. Because when that curiosity kicks in, that uh, dopamine and drilling just starts to rough off your body and just like, oh shit. I'm, <laughs> yo, like you, you go like, oh, wait a minute. Let me kick it. Oh, this shit is fun. Oh, okay. Let me let me work it yeah. out. And once you work it with that shit out, all of a sudden you got a song out of nowhere for a different genre that you hardly even played. You're like, okay, <laughs> we can yeah. work something out of it. And that shit just like it's like, oh, okay. Let me take some of these ideas and put it on a dubstep song and just like, it's like holy shit, I got something, you know? For sure, for sure. Another another one is the this this has been told by many produ- big time producers to me and I, and I I never found it very I don't know maybe for them it works for me it doesn't um, rearranging your your sample packs because like everybody has their own sample oh. packs right so when, you, when obviously when yeah. you have a sample pack you just automatically download it and you put it on a folder and sometimes you have it like disorganized and you can't find the right sample pack that you wanted have all those sample packs like organized like in folders and by letters by names by scales you know doing something Mm -hmm. completely different than what you normally would do 
actually revs up your motors and start doing stuff. In. And the other sure. one is the sound designing, believe it or not. You're, it's true that you say that, you know, if you got no inspiration, you can't do shit. You, you got nothing else to do. But I yeah. will push back on what you say, like that you can actually make something out of out of nothing. You know, even if you're not inspired, you can definitely make something. It's just doodling yeah. at that point. You know, when you're doodling, you're not even thinking like you're actually making something. You're just fucking shit up. So let's say if you open up a serum patch and start fucking shit up, just add basic chips <laughs> and tune in and have them all, you know, organize and do creative shit like even that simple shit and then add resample into the mitts by you know having whatever you made and then just sam resample it like five seven times and adding different layers and different sound effects and other shit believe it or not you'll start to create something new out of it and then it gets you highly motivated to like Fuck, I want to finish this shit. And, yeah, yeah, for sure. And then boom, you got yourself a new drop. All, all just because you were just doodling out of no goddamn reason, you know? For sure. You're you're 100 percent right. You're 100 percent right. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I'm I just try I'm just trying, you know, to see everyone's perspective into all this, you know, see how what everybody sees this. Because like obviously not everybody's gonna have the right answers, but at least I'll try to guide them as much as I can, you know, to to help out, you know. You are you exactly. already you are already like you already know what you're doing. So I hardly <laughs> have to say anything. So kudos to you, man. <laughs> Thank you. One thing, um, one thing I'll mention too mm. is another thing I do is you talked about how like switching genres and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um so I I do rap music and I do it, I love it as much as like um producing is like rapping and stuff. So, I was going to actually ask you about that, honestly, because like, because <laughs> I noticed it on your profile that you were into bass music. But then I saw that you were an MC and to rap. And I was like, huh, interesting. Yeah. OK, I want to hear more about that. OK, yeah, absolutely. So um, like touching on the writer's blog, that's something I'll do. I'll like switch off back and forth mm. Um, with my rap music typically is like I do know how to like produce rap beats like i've done it before and stuff okay but a lot of times i'll um i'll use like some of my friends or stuff or something like producers send me just because like they got <laughs> they yeah. got those like 808s and yeah. like bass hit yeah. in a certain way and i'm like i don't know how to do that yet <laughs> but okay. like it's like easier for me too because i can like flow off their creativity with their production um and i can it's like a little more fun with me because I'm not doing like a hundred percent of the work. Mm. So um yeah, there's days where I'll just honestly like get really high <laughs> and, <then> I'll go <laughs> and, and I'll like go and I always like to like go on runs or like when it's cold out like it is right now in Florida, like right. go into the um trails and like a lot of times I'll just listen to the beat like like over and over and over again and then i'll just write like my mind will just like go off Yo. Like, yeah and sometimes i like freestyle too and um and sometimes it'll just be like line after line after line it'll just be like banging so i'll be like oh shit and i'll have a chance to like write it all down and stuff so i've like hundreds and hundreds of notes of lyrics and stuff 
Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> God damn. It's fun though because it it I do that because it comes in handy mm. when I'm with um when I'm with like my old roommate Kevin Share. Um, he's like a really good producer or oh. um, Devour. We've been like all three making songs together. Okay. And pretty much they'll have something, and I'll just pull out my phone and I'll be like, "All right, this lyric." Just spit, and then we'll spit like bars make and an then just. Song off. God damn, you might actually have the yeah. gift uh, at that point, you know, producer and MC. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we could be looking at the Nets virus syndicate right here. I mean, <laughs> hey, that's what's up. Um, yeah, dude, it's it's fun. I actually just got into like production. Um, when was it? Like about like two or three years ago, I think. I think it was. 2019 December. So I guess I was like, I don't even know. I don't even know what year it is. Oh, so, so you got into production just recently, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I've been like into rap music like forever. Like okay. I've always yeah, I've always been like songwriting rap lyrics and stuff, but I didn't really take anything serious. Uh-huh. Um, where I'm like initial took that initial step in my life till about like I would say a year ago this december 10th 2020 was my first show ever as a dj and then after that i started taking production and um music in general really serious okay damn so yeah. you actually have a like a little career right there happening right now you know yes i am starting you know like um i'm still in school so it's kind of like mm. i'm like balancing both but I yeah. low-key really hope that, like, something startups for me before I, like, graduate. I have about, like, two semesters left. Oh, that's what's up. Hey, one of the best advices I can give to someone when it's on this path that you're taking, that you're you're in school, and but at the same time, you feel like you want to pursue this very often, right? Yeah. Um, Keep it as your hobby for now, you know? Keep, mm -hmm. don't, I'm not saying don't stop. I'm not saying to shift your careers. I'm not saying like focus on school. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying keep keep got keep it as a hobby. As I'm like, okay, I got this. I'm gonna keep doing it when I'm whenever it's my free time. I'm gonna do my what I love to do. That's passion right there. Okay, don't ever let yeah. that ever, ever go. But at the same time, sometimes we ask, we have to be a little bit responsible of our lives and have to be a little bit real and realistic. Yeah. And, you know, we got to do our thing and, you know, finish school and get a decent job, you know, something, something, you know, in the meantime that I I know I can pay my bills. But at the same time, I got the liberty to do what I want to do. And once you have that balance, that perfect balance, that's quote unquote, we like to call it, you know, because it's most of the time it's not a perfect balance and it's hard to find it. But when you do have it, that at least that good balance and you're starting to see the signs in which your music career is about to be taking off and go all at it, that's when you quit your job and go full throttle with your music. For sure, for sure. <laughs> and and this is a good guy, uh, this is an advice that I give to you and I'll give to everybody else who's listening as well, who's in school, so you guys ever wonder, let me tell you guys, the struggling artist routine in which you basically quit your job and, and quit school altogether and just like go full throttle, it is not a happy time. I know 
I've known a bunch of homies of mine who who has gone through that route, and I know a bunch of other artists who have done it. They've successfully did it, but they said it themselves. That's like those are like the worst years. I even interview people here in the show, and they tell me those type of stories. Like even um a Grammy award winning audio engineer who came in here, Frank Sakuro, who happens to be one of my former professors. Shout out to him. Um, mm -hmm. He said it himself that he was by chance, by chance, living living at his um his parents' friend's home in Miami while he's entering, intern, intern, not getting paid, intern into a studio for God knows why, and he barely gets pennies. And all the money that he gets, he he only eats once a day, barely. He even sleeps in the couch. Oh, I can't do that. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, I can't even, I could have never done that route either. I'm too bougie for oh. that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real, for real. I want to go out. <laughs> yeah, no, I want to go out. I want to have a live. I don't want to spend time with people, you know, but... But his, yeah, for sure. But it was like that dedication is like, yeah, like I get it that you can actually do go that route. And if it works, it works. But in today's world, there's too many resources out there that you don't necessarily have to go. And you can just like, you know, yeah. have that as like not your back end, but as your side hustle. And once that side hustle takes off, then it's like, oh, perfect. I can see it. Deuces, everybody. I'm out. Let's go. Let's take over the world. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, bro. So, like, I like I want to hear your perspective of what I just said about that. Like, do you actually believe like you should actually focus more on your on your on your career as a as a rapper as a as a music producer more and get that struggling artist routine, or you rather play the safe game for a bit and then see where it takes you? So, um, basically, I think that I feel like something that you want and you feel like it's coming, mm. um, you know, obviously like you have the passion, and everything like keep going and like keep pursuing that. But you also have to take time for yourself mm. because um, yourself is like one of the most important things that only you can work on. And like, if you're not happy with yourself as a person and yeah. you're not putting attention on yourself. Like you can end up unhealthy. You can up depressed. Um, you really have to take the time for yourself yeah. as much as your passion. But I will say that for me personally, I like will put music over everything. Um, and that like, you know, sometimes I tell some friends I'm supposed to hang out with that night. I'm like, Hey, I'm not going to come over because I'm in my zone right now. Mm. I'm on that high that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm probably not going to leave this desk till 2 a.m. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't want, I don't want to stop because it feels more good to me mm. than like I hanging out with those friends. Like, and yes. not to say that, like, you know, I don't love my friends and everything, but like that high that you get from music is just so, I don't know. Nothing else can like get me that. Um, so yeah, take time for yourself. Absolutely. You have to like take care of yourself, your mental health. So you can be ready if anything comes at you or mm -hmm. let's say your time is in like a year from now, you don't want to be like 
in a position where you're unhappy, even though you have it. Right. Um, because you didn't take that time for yourself. And I'm all about the mindset of like work, work, work. Mm. But like, like I said, I've been, um, I've been trying to like meditate more and just be like, okay, like maybe like I don't have to like force myself to like work every single day. Maybe like today I can just like take this time and like do this. Um, but at the same time, dude, like, you do got to put in that work. Oh, absolutely. Like that goes without saying like you definitely have to go put in the work, but put in the work within reason with it, you know, exactly. without, without you getting yourself burned out. Cause um, I actually got mm-hmm. myself burned out. Well, well, can I say that I did burn out before I started my career? It was more of a, it was like, I was trying to get out of a, of a deep depression that was in my life. Cause I was living in a shitty house and a shitty, not shitty house, shitty apartment. Um, I was, I was working at a shitty job as well. And, oh, and that would kill me, bro. Like a shitty job, shitty like, job, oh. shitty place, you know? And <laughs> obviously like you work on the weekends, that's your shift, 12 hour shifts. So yeah. it's like from five to five. And um, so it's like, when can I DJ? When can I actually have time to produce? It was just like, it wasn't like a fucked up schedule. Like I, I didn't not like it whatsoever. Yeah. And at the same time, I was taking time to meet up and network with people. And mm-hmm. because I was networking with so many people, I had so many contacts. I felt like, fuck, I need to have something because I don't want to lose, you know, you know, that contact with those is I don't want it to spend time and say like, hey, guys, you remember me for a few months ago that we met? Yeah, I don't want I don't want that to happen. So I put myself in an immense pressure yeah, of yeah. just making music, making music, making music. But it was just like an immense pressure that I just could not breathe. And I, and I felt I felt like it was a chore, a job more than just not me, me having some fun with yeah, it. And that was exactly. like and that was like when I decided, like, uh, I need to I need to have a hiatus when it comes to music, man, I. I put myself within a hiatus, like I stopped altogether. And mind you, this was at the time when I have all the people, all the contacts. Like I had, I was in a management company. I was like legit about to start off, man. But it, I would just got burnt out because of too much pressure. I was just very unhappy, and mm-hmm. nothing happened. And then when I took a pause for the cause. And started focusing on my hobbies and other shit that I really love and I really enjoy doing it. I felt much more happier. Feeling like that got me back into music just for the fuck of it. And then yeah. before I before you know it, I wrote down like five other tracks in the past two years. It's crazy. For many, for many people, holy shit, five tracks only in two years? Dude, you're too slow. I'm like, maybe, but that's how my brain works. Like May, yeah. Your brain may work. You you can do a track in a week. I can do a track in a month. But that's if I'm highly motivated to do it. So it was like, like I'm, I wasn't re- I, like I stopped altogether and then I stepped back and then I decided to to do the whole podcast game. And I've nice. never been so happy in my life. When I started this game, man. Well, good. You're you're good at it. You're easy to talk to. So it's like, you know. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I, I was never like this. 
I was very, very shy person. Oh, for real? My whole life, I was always a shy person. Like, like it's not like I was never afraid to talk to people. It's just that if there's nothing in common or if there's or, or nobody introduced me to you, then I wouldn't have the balls to to come up to you and talk to you. That's yeah, how I was. Sure. Now, I'm, now I'm just hitting everybody up. It's like, yo, you want to come over to the show? Yeah. Okay, dope. Let's talk. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's how that's how it should be. Believe it or not, I was like really shy growing up too. Until mm. honestly about like 17, 18, maybe. Okay. Um, I had like I wouldn't like talk to anyone in school and stuff. And I had like I mean, I don't know if like I really did, but um I felt like I had like social anxiety in a way because I would mm. just be so scared to like be myself and um talk to people. Right. But, um, you know, I, I did this one job. I did a door-to-door sale job during COVID. Oh, and, shit. Yeah. No, you wildin'. You wildin'. Yeah. <laughs> it was, that was, that was rough. Like, during, during the pandemic. Like, God I don't know. Damn. It's like, yeah, I no, just, six feet apart. So you don't have your mask. Stay away from me. Emotional, damn it. Dude, I can't eat. I could tell you stories for days about how many, like, Karen. <laughs> oh, but, like, oh, literally, like. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Give me bro. one. Give me one. Just give me one. Give me one. Oh, man. I mean, honestly, we had to leave. Ten, we had to go to 10 different cities because we kept getting kicked out because people kept calling and oh. being like. Why are these people in my neighborhood doing like door door sales oh, during this time? And then like yeah, so like honestly we <laughs> we, got, we had to move around a lot. Um, but like that job, even though it was really hard, um, I got through that job mm. and the like craziest time. And pretty much if you didn't sell a system for like two weeks, you got sent home and you lost the back end of your money, which was about like 20%. What? And a system, yeah. And a system's 800 bucks. So like it, the money builds up, you know? Um, so pretty much I finished that whole thing. I got through like my like anxiety of like talking through with people. Mm. And at the end of that, my complete, mindset changed on life i used to have like really bad stage fright too but i knew i always wanted to like perform in front of people and make music but i would shake like when i got on stage oh so yeah so after that job something in my mind just switched and i'm like hey listen like you just did this and you don't want to do that with your life like you just completed that entire summer and you don't want to make that profession, but like you want to do music. So why don't you just say, fuck it? I really don't care what anyone thinks. I'm going to be myself mm. and I'm going to go and I'm going to pursue what I want. And I'm not going to give a shit about what anyone else has to say about it. And then from that on, people just let, like kept fucking with it and kept fucking with that idea that I have. And like now, like, I love being on stage. Like I love talking to people. It gives me, it gives me that high that like is insane. Like, yeah, I always say like, there's no, there's no drug. There's no amount of alcohol. There's no, like nothing in the world can make you feel the way it feels to literally be on stage and like 
putting out this energy and the crowd just looks at it and reflects it right back to you because they're fucking with your shit. And like to have your own music, which is your entire like emotion and creativity, like yeah. and have people love it. It's insane. Nah, I sympathize with that, man. And I tell I tell everybody, it's like, dude, when I'm DJing, that's when I actually feel mo the most alive. Yeah, you just you feel so good. Yeah, so good. bro. Like I I miss those days when I used to DJ and do these clubs and festivals and venues and shit. Like, oh my god, the energy there was just unreal. And I go there sober. I don't even drink or or smoke or any of that shit. I, even to this day, yeah. I still don't. And Good. when I go there, bro, it's just full of energy. And it's just like, I feel like I'm home. Like, I feel I'm in the right place. You know, this is yeah, my shit. Sure. This is how I run this shit. You know, mm -hmm. even to this day, like I haven't DJed in a while. Like you give me a turntables and everything's just like riding a bicycle. I'm just going to come back again and bam. I fucked shit yeah. up, yo. Exactly. Dude, I, I sympathize with that, man. And the good good old times, man. I wish I could actually do that again. But I know for sure, like, the more I fuck with the podcast and the more I see the vision of mine with this show, like, I can see, like, this show is going to open for me a lot of doors. And I yeah, know it's going to happen. It's going to happen. That's for sure. Because I know I'm going to make it happen. Like, shit, I started in the pandemic. Started with no followers. I got a hundred followers right now. Yeah, you're good, bro. I mean, yeah, you look like you're like, and you look like you're like popping on like um Twitter and stuff. Um, honestly, I I'll tell I'll be honest. I don't fuck with social media like that. Honestly, oh, true. I I'm very anti-social media altogether because I remember who I was when I started with that social media when I started out. And I hate it. I it's just I hate that whole fake shit. I ho hate that <laughs> whole deal. Like I gotta post myself. Just like yo, I did this. Like yo, like I'm a very <laughs> private, quiet person when it comes to shit like that about my job and my aspects. Like I I let my actions speak speak for themselves. You know, exactly. And that's how you should be. Honestly, yeah. Um, that's that's how I feel about TikTok, dude. Like. It's it's low key pressuring because you have like everyone's like oh, oh you gotta like post on TikTok yeah. it's like the most hype social media thing right now and I'm like dude like that's not me like I'm not <laughs> I don't want to do like little dances and shit yeah, like nah I ain't, I ain't got I'm I'm too old for that shit bro I ain't got time for that man yeah. maybe maybe if I was like your age or younger like I would probably get get on board with that and start like, all right, if this is what I got to do to be an artist, like I'll do it. But me yeah. right now, I'm just like, nah, fuck this shit. Um, one of my homies actually did told me like create a, a TikTok account when I did for, for the podcast. And then when I upload mm -hmm. clips, I upload, I see a lot of viewership. It's like, oh shit, you know, it's getting an attraction. Like it's getting more attraction than my other platforms. Ironically, you know, that's dope. I, yeah. I, I fuck with that. I fuck with, it. I have no problem with it. Problem is, it takes a lot of my time just to do a single clip of a of an episode. And mind you, like you gotta you gotta be on top of this shit, you know, because mm -hmm. if not, you'll be ghosted around. 
So imagine that after once I do all the shenanigans that I had to do for an interview on a show and I have it uploaded, now I just got to scroll and the entire interview and get the best parts and clip on them and then ha and then try to upload them. And it's a pain in the ass to upload them because I don't have space in my phone and then I got to do it from oh, my computer. That part, the space part. Bro. Yeah, bro. It's a producer's has hazardous, man. Like every producer out there in the world, they have space problems with, with computers, with phones, everything. It's always a dilemma. So obviously when I have my clips, my clips are all fucking HD shit, you know? So oh, it's going to be so it's going to be like every video is going to be like fucking 600 megabytes, some shit, you know, and me uploading yeah. them. And then the data consumes my phone for, for no goddamn reason. <laughs> so it's, it's a pain in the ass. No, and it's a pain in the ass. And, it, and for that, I'd rather, I'd rather pay somebody to do that. Yeah. I'd rather pay somebody to log in, <laughs> log into my accounts. And here's the episode. Do a clip on it. Post it at this time and go run it. <laughs> no, bro. I, I feel that, bro. I feel that. Orange. Yo, for real. And, and it's just like that with Instagram and Twitter as well. I don't fucking fuck with any of those, but I I have it and I use it because it's the only way for me to reach out with people. It's, you know, it's the way I, I reach out to you. Yeah, it's the only way I reach out to every other artist that I've already interviewed and the ones that I'm about to interview right now. So it's like it's the it's like the quickest way for me to get in touch with people, because if I write a nice little email, most of the time they're just going to ignore it. But if I do it personally and DM them, I have a higher chance of them responding to me and say, yeah or no, and or ghost. It's and it, true. And if they say, yeah, it's like, hey, either. Yeah, let's do it. Schedule it. Or yeah, um, talk to my manager to schedule it. And that's when it cuts the tedious part. When I talk to the managers, Jesus Christ, oh bro. God, Some... bro. <laughs> I, yeah. I hate dealing with managers, especially when managers don't reach out back to me. It's like, yo, and I, and I try to talk to the guys it's like, yo, I sent an email. It's like, yeah, man, like I, I can't do anything like that's that's up to him now. It's like fucking hey, my fucking stuck to these motherfuckers, man. <laughs> Dude, I don't even know how like all of that part works. Honestly, I've been doing I've been doing everything on my um, own for the past year. So tell me more about your little career of how it all began. Like what actually really prompted you to say, like, I want to become a music producer and our MC or rapper, you know? Yeah, of course. Um, honestly, I've like music's always just like been there for me all my life. Okay. It's like always been like number one for me, the thing I love the most, like, um, and I'm like a very like, Honestly, I think I got ADHD. <laughs> My well, parents never diagnosed me with that shit, but I'm like, I definitely yeah. do. And, Welcome to the club, um, man. I'm all ADD hey, over know, here, so. Because my, my mind is like always like this and like I keep running ideas and like, oh, I've, yeah. always had, like I've always, music's been my number one outlet no mm. matter what. Um, for me growing up, I grew up in a very like, conservative christian household mm. um it's kind of weird but like rap music was my like only outlet um mm. i i just felt so driven to it and somewhat connected to it because i thought wow like how cool 
these people are telling entire stories and expressing themselves yes. through words and through poems and through um like rapping yeah and i just thought it was an entire amazing concept and it was so for me rap music had a lot more emotion to it than any other music because they're telling their story mm. um and it's come and it's there's so much creativity to it where you when you write the lyrics you can paint pictures you can use like um synonyms and stuff for it to like kind of like come together in a really creative like humorous way even yeah and that ability to me like i didn't see in um the music that like my parents would listen to and stuff so i fell to that um and then i would just repeat the lyrics a lot as a kid and i began like writing my own and stuff and i got like really ridiculed for that from them for like a lot of years but i mm. felt like it was like my only escape um through that so i so for four years of my life up to like being like 18 mm. i pretty much only listened to rap music <laughs> but that developed something in my brain where i'm able to like know exactly when a word should come into a beat and i would just mm. honestly i would just write and freestyle a lot um in my room like for hours on end for days and um i just got really good at it so when i was 18 and like um i took that initiative after the pandemic too so i guess that was like a few years after right. um i started to like go to the studio out here too because i'm like fuck it like i'm good at this i have a lot of people that tell me i'm good at this i'm gonna make some rap music okay and um so i went and that's when a lot of people opened up my eyes for me too because i would be around like rappers that have been doing it for years and i'd be like oh yeah i could freestyle and they're like always like okay this little like i would you know i would come in wearing like um i think i might have been like in a sorority at times, so I'd come in wearing shit like that. <laughs> like, They'd be, like, so be like, oh, what, what is this white girl sorority bitch coming over here to a studio rapping shit? What the fuck is this shit? Exactly. So I would so I would go and I would go in and then I would I would like out freestyle them. I gotta out rap them. And then like people would be like, what the like I would just shock the fuck out of people. So I got, you know, the more people that were like, holy shit, yeah. I got really confident in it to the point where I'm like at this point, like I'll go up to anyone right now and just like fucking freestyle. And because I'm able to do that, I think when I got introduced to EDM around yeah. like 18, um, I fell in love with house music a lot mm. because I, I just, I just love like the beat of it, the energy it brings. It's the same BPM as your heart rate. So that, you know, that has to like have something with like, your vibration and frequency and like okay you know it just makes me feel alive and so um i was like really able to kind of like piece together where music should come in and like the djing part of that because mm. like i was able to get where beats come in through songs if that makes sense yeah and i had this like really crazy idea that i kind of wanted to 
I didn't want to go and like be a rapper mm-hmm. because I kind of felt like, and I still feel this way, mm. that if you're going to do that, I feel like they're going to try to like in the industry or like a record deal or something is going to try to paint you a certain way. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because like when you think of a white female rapper, the only person I can honestly think of are two people are going to be Iggy Azalea and Bad Baby. <laughs> and it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not me. Right. Like, they're going to they're gonna paint the picture as like, oh, this white girl is like, it's just like these girls. That is just a wretched ass girl that's trying to be part of it. And it's nothing. And then people are just going to put this negative connotation on you. And you haven't even started. You haven't even say anything bad or good. It's just, it, people, people, the industry will look down on you, basically. And they'll try exactly. to and they'll try to stomp you before you even start it. Unless unless you do some wild, crazy shit that it becomes viral. That's the only time when the industry will be like, oh, hey, you you're a rapper too. Hey, can you you know, can you spit some bar? Oh, can hey, why don't you come over to our record label? You know, we can make something happen. That's the only time. Unfortunately, exactly. you know. And I like, I really can't um do something or be something that like, I don't want, like right. it will literally like physically show on me or it yeah. will like just come out like shit. And then it's like, why did it come out like shit? And I'm like, cause that's not me. So I can only like put, if something's real, like people are going to recognize that. So like base, where was I going with that? <laughs> oh yeah. So like, basically I kind of want to take the concept of like, me rapping and using my vocals and stuff and combine it with house music, mm. specifically like bass house music. Oh, so that's been like my entire concept this like whole time. It's the reason why I'm like pursuing music. It's what I want my identity to be as an artist is um, kind of putting rap music in a way with house mm. um, in my own creative way and something that really hasn't been done um too much before yeah i was about to say like i really barely heard any any anyone rap in house like it's very very rare if i if i if it if it is there it is there but it's just i can't think about it on top of my head like only i've heard people rap in in drum and bass that i know especially freestyle yeah. they do that a lot i know Obviously, the R scene, the dubstep scene, but like, who who do we got? We got Volcatron. We got my homies, Virus Syndicate. Like, we got we got a bunch of other guys. You know, Split Breathe has done that. Um, G Easy actually started with Borgor when they made the four songs. You know, but yeah, yeah, with, yeah, with House, like, I can't say for sure if I've ever heard a rapper um house music or a rap maybe there is and maybe i just never heard of it but it's just not out there and this is actually pretty cool for you because this is actually something that you can tackle and create your own trend and by god when you have that everybody's gonna jump in into that wave that's for sure so yeah. you may actually have something you may actually have something I feel like you just have to like know when to execute it and how to execute it correctly so it can actually exactly. make it happen. Exactly. And um, 
that's why I've been working with a lot of other producers and like mm. my homie Too Kind, me and him made a song together. And um, I told him my idea and we like went off on that idea and stuff. And we, we actually got, we executed something pr- pretty quick and like oh. it came out pretty good. Um, I know Dr. Fresh really fucked with it. So. Oh shit, Dr. Yeah, Fresh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, um, I always try to make sure to go to his um, house called Twitch Streams right. every single month. And um, I sent that to him and he freaked out about it. He was like, this is, this is different. This is awesome. Um, and it was really cool because he, that concept that I just told you mm. that I want to be like my whole identity as an artist. Um, he kind of like said that right back to me and like, you know, I didn't tell him. So it was really cool that he picked up on that. He's like, you're executing your vocals in a way that um, hasn't really been done. And you're doing it with the instrumentation of the song um, that no one else is doing. And I'm like, oh, man, you picked up on that. Like, fuck yeah. It was, I I like, I low-key like cried (laughs) when he said that. But it was... It was really, it was a huge step for me. It definitely put a lot of fire. That was about like a month ago. And we like, um, me and my homies busted out like two more tracks just like a week later after that. Yo, that's was cool. fire. Yo, if Dr. French himself tells yeah. you that you got something and that's completely different, seize the moment. Now is your, de- now is definitely your time. And you're going to be standing out that's the most important thing like forget yeah. about the whatever whatever you're doing on the on the beats and the and the song itself forget about that no that it, like yeah. anybody can make house i can make house it's fucking easy everybody's gonna roast me up this but yeah it's fucking easy as a bass producer i can make any fucking <laughs> genre but what you can do is rap on some of those house li- songs so yeah. if you the more you do that the more you got something. And if you got that monster potential with you, that's just, it's going to stand out straight up. It's going to stand out like nobody's going to be doing it until you start to pop off. And then everybody wants to hop on it. You're going to be the trend. You're going to be the trend. I'm telling uh, you. <laughs> well, well, hey, listen, I'm just, I'm just taking this shit day by day. I'm taking every opportunity. I'm like listening to people. You know, I'm being nice. I'm being hey, myself. Absolutely. It's, it's working out. It's hey, working out. Don't ever change yourself. No, not for anyone. Oh, fuck no. No, <laughs> no, no. Not for anybody. Not even from your family, your friends or industry people. Nobody. Not even for me. I would never tell you yeah. don't change. If I ever tell you you should change shit, like you should tell me like, yo, yo, why? What, what's, what happened to you? Why are you telling me this? And if I do, <laughs> if I do say something to you, that you, you, you change your habits a little bit, it's probably because I'm looking out for you, you know? Yeah, I'm looking exactly. out for you. But I will always put my, my best interest on everybody who's come over here and everybody who I, who I talk to. You are very genuine and you're very nice and sincere and humble. Don't ever change that attitude for n- nobody. Be yourself all the time because this is how you are. This is how you are. Everybody has to accept the way you are right now, whether they like it or not. Take this is this is how the package came. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. Straight up. 
straight up. So, yeah, like I, I can see it right now. You really have a monster <laughs> potential right now. And Thank I, you. And I'm Thanks. so happy that I, I was able to sit down and have this conversation with you, you know, because it's just like, wow, cool. Like I actually I'm actually seeing an up and coming artist who's actually going to take off if they continue with this path. <laughs> they, hey, I'm I'm seriously not going to stop. Like I, I tell people, um, I tell people like it's going to you're going to have to kill me. <laughs> you want no, me to stop. Like I'm not. Like, I'm not, I'm absolutely not stopping. I'm just, you know, it's just keep going with it. Um, I have a, I have a lot of people and, um, that I've met in the industry too, mm. that like, um, said similar things to me and, you know, it just, it just gives me more hope and stuff. And I'm just trying That's to good. like work with everybody, yeah. and, you know, come up with something cool, um, yeah, the only person that I know that's um, doing something like this right now is I know, you know, Nostalgics. Yeah, I've she's a she. It's talent. she. It's a she. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've yeah, have yeah. heard of her. I yeah, she, I haven't heard her music overall. I I cannot pretend to say like yeah, I've, I listen to her music and her music is a shit or it is shit. Like no, I I know her. I've seen her. I follow her. Probably I don't. I, like, but I do not know per se how her, her style is, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So before I even like made, put out my like first track as like AK or any and stuff, she was the first person like that I reached out to and was like, hey, I want to do this. This is my idea. You're the only person that I know that's putting like rap, female um, hip hop vocals into your own production. Mm. So I reached out to her. I actually took um, production lessons from her because I wanted to Dope. get my production up. Dope. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, she was really the only person that I knew that's doing it. And honestly, like that I know currently that's like really doing it right now. But even that, um, I feel like I want to even do it in a different way where it's like, it's more rap, you know, like it's just it's kind of like 50 50 as much as it is bass house, as much as it is rap, like, um, and a lot of people, there's problems with that sometimes where, um, they have that call and response with and house music. Okay. Where like, you can't really put, or it would be like kind of hard to find a way to put like long lyrics. Um, that's not like repeating the same thing mm. into a house track. No, it's definitely a, it's definitely something different. It's very, and it, yeah. I, it has to be the most popular genre that it has to be the hardest to make out of it. You know? Yeah. No, for sure. It's a challenge that you got in here, but you, but it, I believe in you. I believe that you can actually do it. You know, like, yeah, for sure. Like, I feel like, like, like I said earlier, like, you know, I can see yourself like becoming like the Nets virus syndicate. Like dude, those homies, Nick and Jay, man, those are the best guys. Um, shout out to those guys. Um, though, I mean, I, I tell, I told them like, guys, like, I don't know anybody in the bass community who started rapping other than you guys. Like, I'm pretty sure people follow up after you, but I, I, I don't know who started it, but I believe that you guys are like the pioneers of rap dubstep, like yeah. straight up. Like, I don't know anybody before then when I started listening to them, like 
they that that was doing that and and if you listen to their songs it's just like dude this is just fire and it's so and it feels like it's so simple you like mm-hmm. you get you get your little your little ver- verse then you get your then you get your chorus and then builds it up to to a ha- heavy shit you know and then you get another yeah. second verse I repeat with the with the chorus and then boom again yeah absolutely yeah it's a formula overall like what they got is like a it's a it's an amazing formula so I I guess what I'm trying to get to you is like you know I can see the potential that you're trying to get to and you're trying to find that formula just found mm-hmm. whatever actually works and work around it that's the best way to actually get 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 into that you sure. know True. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a good uh, concept idea. No, absolutely. I like that. Absolutely. And and have you also like right before um um bass music overall, not just house? Yes. Yeah. So um I worked I'm trying to think if anything I did mm. got like put out yet. Because I have one thing with the artist, but like I don't know if it's gonna happen, and I, <laughs> and like I'm not gonna like say it okay. <laughs> if it doesn't happen. Um, but like I worked with some people, and I worked with another kid in California. I sent him my vocals. I don't know if that got put out yet, um, mm. but I'm like I can do it over like because I'm able to freestyle like really easily and well. Yeah. Um, I've been able to like work with bass genres and like bass house genres and um garage and like you know i can try to i can do pretty much any bpm any genres so yeah <laughs> that that's hey that's good hey i'll keep that in mind for any future project that i would love to do i'll, I'll tell you it's like yo hop into this shit bro i'd love to i but it's it's so easy to me and it's one of the funnest things to me um while I was like production, I love producing because mm. I like just like creating music in general. Yeah. But it's harder for me and it's not as easy and it's more time consuming because um, you don't need to know this, but I don't really know like music theory and stuff. So it just takes mm. me a little bit more when some people are just like, all right, um, let me, let me do, um, let me put this chord with this one and I have to do like a lot of testing trial and error yeah. or if I have a melody in my head I have to like spend some time finding that shit oh, <laughs> like, wow. you know, like, like I've had it before I have like a lot of melodies in my head mm. so a lot of times I have to like sit there with the piano and like I don't know how to play piano so I gotta like fuck around on the keyboard for <laughs> a minute no, I, I don't know how to play piano. And I only know the basics of music theory. So to be honest, we're, we we could be in the same boat and yeah. all this. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yo, like, so that's very funny that you don't know scales when you're rapping. You just spit the bars and that's it. You don't even know whether it's like it goes along with it or not. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, like, I mean, obviously, like, if it sounds good, it sounds good. But right. like the, um, you know, the, that concept of it, I have no fucking idea. Gotcha, like gotcha. people are just like, people just play it and then I'll just hit it. 
and I can change my voice. Like, um, I can change like flow and my, the sound of my voice easy, like from like high to low. So my ears tell me automatically like where to hit pitch. Okay. Okay. Man, I'm I'm gonna keep that in mind. When whenever I whip up something, man, that's gonna be gnarly, man. I'm gonna send it to you and be like, all right, just like do your thing, and I'll work something out of it. I'm very good at vocal processing. Okay, fuck yeah. So you know, when it comes to cleaning up your your vocals and and adding a little reverbs on top on top of it, and had doing ad libs with just whatever you got on the vocals and out of tune it just a tiny little bit just to make it sound like it's um it's on key precise i'm very good at it especially when i'm editing my podcast like i have to be mixing and mastering the the vocals all the time so yeah for sure came came with the territory i did excuse me i did um i had to learn on the run for many many years when i started to do um started projects by doing remixes the most the most I did for remits was virus syndicates, a cappella tracks and mode step. Shout out to those guys. Um, and when they released their yeah. their acapellas, when they get those acapellas, I get those first dits before anybody and I start working on something, man. And I get highly motivated when I start working on them, man. It's just and it's funny because Modestep is more rock base element. Which I fuck with it a lot. It's it's one of my roots. And then you got Virus Syndicate, which is much more hip hop and rapish, which I can, which is easy for me to fuck with as as well. So it's, yeah, I develop how to learn how to how to mix properly when it comes to vocals and stuff, and know when to hit it at the right time and have that on the at the right key at the right tempo, you know, at the mm-hmm. right beat. Yeah, for and, sure. And 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 from there, I even started doing my own vocal packs. I don't know if you've heard my my vocal packs, but I did like three different vocal packs in my career. Oh, I gotta check them out. Yeah, it's all on Hybrid Trap. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I'll send you a link because I have that on a playlist in my in my page. I'll send you a link and download for free. It's like it's all for free, and you, but you can if when you listen to them on each volume. You'll you'll see like where I was with the whole thing, and where I am, and you li- you can listen you can listen to it. You'll be like, holy shit! He went from here to here. I'm um, um, I'm on vocal processing. Yeah, that's how it be sometimes, though. You know. Yeah, that's got that's how it's gonna be. I mean, if I ever if I ever plan it again to work with people and. They're singers, then you know I have to learn how to you know process their vocals, you know at, at least a little bit. I had I had to learn from it, you know, and you know, including mm-hmm. my brother. That my brother is a uh, is good friends with a lot of big reggaeton artists around there. So it's like if I ever they ever ha- want to hit me up and you know, hey, we need somebody. This is like all right, I, I guess I'll do something. Like I'm not yeah. looking forward to it, but I'll take the money, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, damn. Bro, so I'll I'll keep that in mind. You know, now now you got me, you know, all worked out. Now you got me like excited. It's like, oh shit, like I I'll be done to work do something nasty, man. Like, damn. <laughs> no. That's it. And um so so let me get this straight. Like you just started not too long ago, correct? Yeah. Um, yeah, I just started like taking everything serious and like 
um, putting out music under like the name of K. Rennie, mm-hmm. like for only probably a year now. Okay, and so you have only barely any experience when it comes to this whole industry as a whole. I have, I have like, yeah, I have, I have barely any experience. I had a um, old roommate that mm. was like extremely involved in the music music industry yeah and she like brought me along um to all her events so i got really plugged in and connected in that way um okay but she ended up um she's no longer part of that anymore and no longer in our lives okay um so like i don't have that anymore and Mm. when i lost that i got like kind of scared because i was like oh man like i don't have this person to Mm -hmm. um take me to these places and like network with so like um you know i don't i don't have that in and like um that kind of freaked me out but then i had to get my mindset right and be like listen like if you're gonna act like that if you're gonna act like you need someone to hold your hand in this industry and like take you in and like make try to um introduce you to people to have these like connections to help you out and like be introduced to people that can lead you a certain way then you know you're not gonna like fucking you're not gonna do it you know Mm -hmm. like you can't have someone holding your hand the whole time like you got to do this on your own right and i was doing on my own i was just kind of like you know it's it's a big scary scene i was new to it right i got too comfortable um, I got too comfortable like being in the back the whole time and like, um, you know, being introduced to these people. I'm just like, they all, I got, I got the connections cause I was like myself and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm like, you make music, I make music, like, let's be fucking friends. Like, let's be homies. But you know, I, I'm, I think I'm in a better position right now than I was because like, even though I don't have that as much right now, okay, I still have like my homies and friends that all like you know they're they want to see me grow like even though i don't have that and um they're gonna like help me out and i'm gonna help them out and we're all just gonna like make music and shit together absolutely man i mean you're already here in my podcast so i'm trying to help you out as much as i can you know and let the whole world know about you so you know you already got my help right here you know and whatever else you need you you just you know it's just one DM a way for you to let me know, you know, and obviously, like, yeah, that's what's up. if you got like any questions in regards to the industry or or business stuff, you know, or record label yeah. deals stuff, you know, please do not hesitate and and contact me. Like, I'm more yeah, than happy to yeah, let you know at and especially from look at it, look at me as like a fur person's perspective. And somebody who's been in this nightlife scene for 10 years and been this in this my Florida scene for at least a good five or seven years, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like I've been, I've dealt with managements, bookings, promoters, like artists. I've dealt with so many fuck shits. Like you, you would never believe that some of half of stuff that happens in this industry, like half of it. Like I can, I can, I can even (laughs) though I can even tell you straight up that at least the grand majority high level artists don't even make their own musics. 
and I know the producers who made. Yeah, that's I, how, yeah, that's I've, that's I've how far that. I've, that's how <laughs> far I've gone. In fact, let me put it this way: how far a knowledge that I know. Um, I know a certain duo artist that came from Miami who are right now like you know, oh my god, they these couple deserve to be like the next level couple shit. And let me tell you, they paid their way to their success. Yeah, money. Uh, I'm bleeping the names out, but it, I'm bleeping the names out. I was I was with them um, last week or when was it Saturday? Oh, for at, real? Um, yeah, yeah. They just they just came through through a um, through a Jack show, but like I I I heard that for <laughs> a long time, and it's like you know there's like a whole concept of that too because like you know it really sucks when like someone like me like I like. I am a like talk. home studio. Yeah. Talk artist. about it. Talk I'm about fucking, it. Yeah. Like I'm a fucking struggling college student and you know, like every, every, all the money I make mm-hmm. where like, it's not, if it's not going to rent, if it's not going to um, like my essentials in life, then like, dude, it's going straight back to music and stuff. And it's kind of, you know, it sucks. Um, Everybody grew up in different environments and there's a lot of artists who like, even if they didn't do that, they grew up with a lot of money where they didn't need to have like mm-hmm. a job. You know what I mean? Like they have, mm-hmm. they have this money so they can put all their time and shit into just music. So, you know, to each their own at the end of the day, but it does suck. <laughs> like you know nah, you have be bitter it's small. okay it's okay to be petty you know fuck those fuckers you know yeah. <laughs> and yeah. i know i know that for the longest time because i know their ghost producer at the time and that ghost producer happens to be a close friend of mine oh shit dude, dude that's how it that's how it is like i know i know a few people that have like ghost produced for like big artists and like you know they're always they're always they'll have like 5,000 followers not that that like really even shows like who they are as artists but just as example like it's kind of like they don't really have that fan base but like they're the ones making that music yeah that's and you know what let me tell you I I have uh, right now in my in my area I have no problem if anybody's ghost producing man hey get that money get that bread bro like get that recognition Believe it or not, doing lots of ghost producing can open a lot of doors for you. And I've seen a lot of people doing yeah. it. And and now they're working with big guys, with literally big EDM guys and other and working with those big EDM guys open doors with actual mainstream big guys. It has yeah, happened. Exactly. I've seen it. I've seen it happen. So there's nothing wrong with ghost producing, you know. But that personal set of set of it, you know, it is what it is. It's business at the end of the day. You know, you you need to put food in your plate for that. Uh, that being said, I have zero respect for people who pay their way to their success. That's the people that I have a problem because, like, God damn, you know who could have who could have that suck? Someone like you, someone like me, who are okay. working our asses off and doing everything by the book and doing as much original as possible but because we don't have the pool because we don't have the resources they do we 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 get left stranded and then they're the ones who I, get I, highly noticed yeah. you know and i know this for a fact exactly. because they 
They told me he they told me exactly how it all started. Like they invested on these guys and they went on Insomniac and they Insomnia they paid Insomnia to put them on the lineup, to put them on the main stage, and they got their money back oh, out of it. They went they did all of it. Oh no, it's full, full, full. And these are not guys, these are not these are not people who who like who are aspired to be yeah, like oh yeah I always want to dance like nah probably one of them but the other half the dude he 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 was always a rich boy a Jew not not to put any you know ethnicity but he was a Jew he was a a Jew with a healthy lifestyle he had he yeah. had everything he he had bar mitzvahs and shit he actually DJ for all these bar mitzvahs and want to like. He had money behind it, you know, and he only wanted to do it to get lit, to get fame, to get the money because it's the easiest thing for him not to actually have an actual job. And I seen him when he gets shit face toasted by taking pills and, and, and alcohol and all that shit. Like, I see it at all. I see it at all. And what that's that's a, that's one of the things that I I don't I, they lost my respect out of it. What makes me even matter? Like makes me like oh I, if I see you I'm gonna punch you in the fucking face. Is that they <laughs> they after with the, with the management that they were fucking with that that management put them on the map. They went ahead and f- finished the contract and they dumped them and went to uh, to nightmares management and yeah, felt. Okay. so so salty. I mean, it hurt the 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 manager, the former manager. It, he felt hurt because he he believed in these guys and he put so much time and energy and money into these guys to put them where they are. And then all of a sudden, they backstab him by saying, "Like now nah, we're gonna go with, with, with Will Runzo from from Nightmares Manager." That's the part yeah. where I wanna. I see that I'm just like, I'm punching the fucking face for that. That's some. That's some level bullshit, man. Yeah, it's and like one thing I do have to say is like, you know, there's that's that situation is fucking awful. Yeah, <laughs> no, shit. it's awful as fuck. Um, yeah, but like, you know, there's there's that shit every career and everything. There's there's if you look at like I always tell people like look at a job, right? Mm. Um, look at some office job. Mm. Some there's there's it happens all the time where like the um someone will get a high position and they don't deserve it. Maybe it's like the boss's son or something, you yeah, know, and they're lazy. Yeah. Shit. Like it happens all the time. So it's gonna happen in like the music industry, like just as much, maybe more as shit. But what happens is like the real will always prevail. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, people people feel it people see what's real like there's people out there that when they listen to music and stuff like they can they'll understand you because you're being yourself and you're being real and those are the people that have fans that like will just connect with them and no matter what Mm -hmm. like they'll develop like a true fan base though it will just be like i just feel like people who are real and make the real music They'll always prevail over the fake shit. Absolutely. You know, it's that old saying, you know, the quicker you go, the harder you fall. Yeah, exactly. And like, it's just, you can look at these people and they might be like seceding right now at this time. But like, honestly, things will just unrail or, yeah, you know, or 
it yeah, it's gonna get derailed at one point in their lives. That's for sure. And I'll be a petty motherfucker that I'll be pointing it out. It's like, oh, look at you. I'm sorry. I'm just too petty for for that shit. Like, I, 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 I and it's because like I hate that you did dirty to my people. So it's like yeah, it's not fair, yeah. man. It's not fair, especially when it's honest people. You know, people who are genuinely who wants to work with you. Like, nah, bro. When it comes to my people. I don't let anybody fuck with my people like that. Like, nah, bro, that shit don't fly. My Puerto Rican side of me just kicks in and says like, yo, let's go. Mamo, oh, mamo pa la calle, mamo pa la calle. And like another thing is another concept I always like to think is like, let's say like you're in a room, like you're in the green room with like a bunch of other artists. And then like someone comes up to you and they're like, oh, hey, let's work on this track together. It's like, how the fuck are you going to work on that track together if you're like, especially if they're like some Zoom shit like this together. And it's just like, and if you, and people, people most of the time, they know it's real and shit. Yeah. Like other artists. So, you know what I mean? Like if they're going to talk to you about something or like they can sense out if you're being fake, like, especially if they're like years into this shit. Yeah. They probably, they've definitely seen it all. And that's, that's something I always like think of. I'm just like, dude, whatever. Like, <laughs> like people are gonna, people are just gonna not, res- other artists are not going to respect you. And like, yeah, that's something yeah. that like, well, you I mean, need. like, yeah, I mean, like, if to you be, look- like, happy, like, yeah, happy. if you look at it, the grand scheme of things, um, you may believe that the industry is big, but it naturally it's very smaller than you think. It's like any everybody knows everybody. And when obviously when people hear this type of shit, that's where, you know, things get spread like wildfire. And if you look yeah. at and look, if you look carefully at their discography, they barely have any collaborations or they barely work with anyone because of that concept because they all they all know they all know and nobody wants to fuck with them nobody like and they and they can pre- self-righteous pre- uh, tell everybody it's like now nah, we're too big to work we don't need to work with anybody it's like bullshit bro marshmallow works with marshmallow is like one of the biggest biggest dj edm djs in the world and he made an album and collaborate with like eight different artists all from all sorts of tiers, from high tier and low tiers. And like collabing to me is like one of the best things ever because it's like you're putting your creativity in with someone else's and it's coming out an experience that's never like been done before. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's that shit's more beautiful to me sometimes than like trying to do it yourself like completely. Oh, absolutely. 100% about that, yeah. man. And and if, and if yeah. you have a, a good record about that and people will want to fuck with you even more, they say like, yo, I want to work with something with you, man. I heard good things about you. Yo, I heard that track. That shit is fire. I want to work with you. But like shit like that. And 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 then it becomes very universal. It's like, hell yeah. Everybody welcome. Let's go. Let's do this, man. Exactly. And it just makes sense, too, because like in some aspects, like the collab with me and Tukai, like, Two guys been producing for years. You know, he knows shit that like I might not get to know or experience mm-hmm. on like tactics 
to like a year later from now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just that years of experience of like production and um, his ability to like do like bass and house and like multiple genres, like so easy and fast. And then like my writing ability and then my like vocal ability you know, it's kind of like you put in like two hundreds together. Like I'm like seventy five percent good at this, but you're a hundred percent good at this. Right. And I'm and you're like seventy five percent good at this, but I'm hundred percent of this. Like you know, what I mean, it's just you can make shit just so better. And that's why I love like collabing because like I'm not good at this right now, mm-hmm. but you're great mm-hmm. at this. So like let's make something beautiful. I like I like to hear that a lot, man. And. And I'm the only this year I started I started to open up a little bit more and say like I'm down to collab with other artists you know you know I'm I'm yeah. like I said like I'm down to do a collab with you and I can see myself having like a <laughs> fire dubstep track and just like yo can you spit on this shit like let's go yeah, like like you. let's go <laughs> um but I was actually gonna ask you at that concept of uh, do, working on collabs like what's your creative process behind it like how do you tackle it yeah um good question <laughs> good question so my favorite thing to do is like pretty much like sit down with someone mm-hmm. um and then like the whole time even if they're the ones working on their computer with the production yeah i'm always like sitting down that person putting in my input um the whole time so like I'm at the same time, like building that track with them, even though I'm not like physically laying out like the baseline and stuff um, or like playing the piano for the melody. Mm -hmm. And that's typically how I like to work when building the track. Um, And then a lot of times we'll we'll start by like making a baseline, then making the drop and then um, just going off from there and like feeling out the idea. um, Maybe like doing like a feel like freestyles mm. over it too and like seeing what works seeing what flows and then just building it from that okay and that nor and typically how how long does it take you to to finish your projects whether it's collabing or, or your own personal stuff so when it's when i'm in the zone mm. and like we're on fire with it 24 hours <laughs> yo but but i have like at the same time I say that, I can't tell you how many like Ableton projects are on this computer that like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, like, they're kind of like an idea, but they weren't, they didn't give me that high. They had like, they have like, they gave me a little like flatness to it of like, I love this, but like, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, and I've had tracks like that where like, you know, like I finished in mm. like a month, but like, when we're in the zone, which like a lot of these collabs and stuff that I've been doing, right. um, it takes like 24 hours and it's, it's insane. It's insane. God damn. That's what's up. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, that's, that's good to hear that. That means you're, a, you're very fast on, I'm doing this shit. That's a good sign. I am like definitely vocally. Um, like I said, like production wise, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, not really there with like whipping that out in 24 hours but it's kind of like i like working with people that have the same speed as me with me like doing vocals and writing you know okay because then we get to dish out some shit super fast yeah absolutely 
and and you're always open to to work on or try other genres, not just house or bass, right? Yeah, like I honestly just want to like make as much music as possible. <laughs> like, yeah, like I'm like that's why, dude. I I just think it would be cool. Like, what if I? What if I go to this state? What if I'm at a festival and I go to this stage uh -huh. and I'm like, oh shit, that's my vocal. And then I go to the house stage and I'm like, oh, oh shit. shit. Absolutely. That would have been a, a very fulfilling moment. And let me tell you, for someone who uh, who I've heard um a big time artist like playing my music, like, oh my God, when you get that, when you yeah. listen to that and you hear about it, it's just an undescribable feeling man like you you legit will cry that you hear your vocals being played by by a big time artist like that yeah dude i i don't know if i've heard that live before honestly um i know dr fresh threw me on like two mixes which are pretty cool and i got to do like a few mixes for a few labels where like of course and then um but yeah i think that's all i have and like those were huge for me so i can't even like fucking imagine like you know just and like you're not even knowing you don't even yeah no you didn't even know hear your shit you know no that for sure like hey my first time was um adventure club played one one of my first tracks that was released on dubset.net and it was a big collab with um that's big huge. and slim oh that's huge bro yo that was our first collab and it was released on dubset.net and fucking adventure club played on Lollapalooza and we were just like mind blown because nobody knew about it nobody knew about it mind you Lollapalooza happened and then it was it wasn't until a few months ago I was in a group chat and someone mentioned it's like, yo, do you guys know that Wolfson actually Wolfson's song got, uh, was played by a venture club in Lollapalooza? And I, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> See, that's that's the thing that sucks. It's like, it's like I have artists that like downloaded my song, but it's like, have you played this? It's like, did someone video it? And I just like, don't know. <laughs> even even to this day, I still don't know who plays my music. I, I I don't even, I know that a lot of people fuck with it. I just don't know who's still playing it. I was like, and if I ever find another fucking decision ever plays my son, I'll be like, to the moon. Oh man, that's huge. That'll be fire. But decision is not my, really my focus. Is It's actually Zomboy. Zomboy ever plays one of my songs. I'll be happy as fuck. I don't have to produce any more music. This is like, I did it. I got Zomboy. That's it. That's how I feel. I was, I was telling someone um, the other day, I was like, I feel like every artist has like a certain point, at least like um, on their, like, you know, on their, like come up on their, like beginning mm -hmm. um, where it's like, damn, like I get to this point. That's it. That's it. <laughs> it's like, that's my goal. And like, obviously you got to keep going after that. You got to like, Oh yeah. Bigger. You got to like keep running it. Um, have more goals, have bigger dreams. But like for me, like that's like getting on night base and stuff. That's fire. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're getting closer. I mean, you already got Dr. Francis approval, you know, and shit. 
you're getting closer and closer to to your goals, man. And, and night base for sure, you know. My biggest goal, um, in terms of release, I hope that I get to release at least one song, or one remix, or one collab, yeah. or one feature. I don't know any 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 sort of release on any shape or form in Monster Cat. That is like and one. Oh, that is Ooh. literally the biggest goal I have. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. That's huge. Do it, and I, I, I fucking love Monster Cat a lot. You know, and to me, like ever re- managed me a kid from Puerto Rico, released on one of the biggest record labels in the whole entire world. It's like, dude, I did it, man. I did it. Yeah, and yeah. That, and then after that, after that, once I, once I did, once I release a song with them, that's what I tell the middle figure to everybody. It's like, fuck you, everybody. I did it. See, you ever doubt on me? Here it is. Mother, <laughs> motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> now, n- let me ask you, like, I've, I noticed that you said about working out with labels. Have you actually been working with other labels? Yeah. Um. So we, I've released on Night Engine, who's like been one of the nicest, like most, they've been like, I have never seen a, a label like work with mm. artists more, honestly. Um, they've just been so helpful with like reaching out to me and like always commenting and liking all my stuff. And like, it's really cool to see because you have like, you have someone really like supporting you on like all your socials and stuff, which, um, you know, I feel like you don't get that from a lot of labels. Yeah, no, it's very rare. It's kind of like they like, they just release your music and you're good. Exactly. And with them, you know, they're they're always like posting like happy birthday to this artist. Like <laughs> he released once on our thing. And it's like always, always there commenting on my stuff, always there liking my stuff, always there like supporting me. Um, I put a mix out with them too. Um, so they're cool. And then I've been with Girl Gang too, which is Jeannie's label. Love you, Jeannie. She's fucking awesome. Um, she yo, yo. she gave me a really big opportunity this year to um, be the first mix on Girl Gang this month, and um, that's cool that's because fire. It's, yeah, and like it's cool because a lot of the female artists in the industry like fuck with them and they follow mm. that. So it's cool to like have that opportunity and like you know like at least some of them probably like saw. That's actually pretty dope. And I was actually going to yeah. ask you about that, about the female artists in this. Do you feel that you have support from for any female artists out there? Or, or do you feel like it's like a little bit, a little bit of support, a little bit of backlash, you know, here and there? Yeah, yeah. Um, Honestly, I, I, I do have like major support. Like I know, I know Nostalgic's one of the nicest people I actually got ever. Um, I actually got the opportunity to meet her in person at EDC Orlando, mm. um, and like super nice. She was the person at Tommy's production, so she's like she was there like the beginning of my journey and stuff. And like you know, we we did everything over Zoom, so I like talked to her like I did with you, and yeah, I was able to like show her my like rap music, and she's like, damn, like 
she was one of the first people to tell me she's like you're 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 good you're good like, like yeah. you're, you're, going, you're going you're gonna you just keep doing this bro and you're gonna you're gonna go far like go because i was telling her these ideas and shit yeah. and um, she was she's was very supportive um and that's cool and then i got um dream takers kelly kelly's one of my best friends as an artist and um Shout out to and those then guys. I have a lot of, even though it is like extremely male dominant, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a sense of communities with females because of that. I've mm. never felt like, um, like, have you ever felt, I know, intimidated. What, yeah, intimidating. Yeah, I'm not, I've honestly never like felt intimidated by like another artists because like they're female or anything or like by another female artist in general mm. um honestly i i honestly think it's quite the opposite and because there's more guys um in what i'm doing with like house music and like producing in general i feel like i never feel intimidated because i'm just okay. like bro i'm just like doing me but i feel like sometimes i feel like intimidation from like them and it's like who the fuck is this like who the fuck does this girl think she is like type shit? Yeah, you know, sometimes. I mean, this industry <laughs> has done dirty to to many artists, including mo- and most of the time female artists. You know, and it's one of those times. Yeah, like real. I feel like as us as male artists, you know, we should be the ones protecting these girls, right? Sometimes like, I don't know, sometimes you see some dirt, some dirty shit, man, and, and you'll be like, damn, bro, this is exactly the problem. This is exactly why, why things don't change, you know? And we don't yeah. change. It, we, it doesn't change unless we, we do something about it, you know? And I feel like, you know, Luckily, I haven't had any bad experience with anybody who has ever done dirty to a friend of mine to that stream. And it's not unheard when I hear, you know, you know, like the that sick situation, the base nectar shit like that. Type, oh, like that. Shit. <laughs> yeah, like that shit. Yeah. Like I have heard stories about it and that's why it when it comes to that is like I feel like it's so true and so true is like fuck like why am I hearing stories what have you done about it like I want to hear the story about like oh yeah you stopped him for for doing some stupid shit like that not the story like oh yeah it, it came about and and he was acting like that and it happened I was just like motherfucker just do something about it this is exactly why the industry is so fucked up you know Hello, hashtag yeah, me sure. too shit, you know? What? Yeah, for sure. There's no there, there's no necessity to have me too if if we all would have played, you know, working together, but no. No, no, no. We all we're all gonna be dirty fucking yeah. pigs in all this shit, you know? And it, it it's just as such, you know. Where I'm going with this is is I wanted to ask you, like, wh- what's your perspective in all this? Like, have you ever felt like shit, like any given time somebody can be doing some dirty shit or come out to me like that? Like, have you ever thought of such stuff like that? I, I know it's like, it's hard to think about it, yeah. but, but it's like, it's, it, it won't be, it's not impossible that may not, may or may not happen. Like, it's a chance, unfortunate, unfortunately. Like, what yeah, are your thoughts? Sure. What are your thoughts behind all of this? I mean, like, 
with that shit, I guess it's a little different for me because I'm a lesbian. (laughs) 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 So like, yeah, that's don't 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 do the trick. Don't do the trick. No, I mean, I've definitely like. There's been like definitely times where like I've had like guys like. You know, I'm like, I'm like seriously just trying to like work with them on music or something or like just trying to like chill with them as an artist. And I've had them like come on to me or like even like grab my ass. But I'm just like, no, (laughs) okay, 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 okay. that that. Yeah, yeah, that's only happened like twice. But like, you know, I'm just like, hey, I'm I'm gay. (laughs) And then like no one's ever pushed it to that point. It's when they it's when they push it to, you know, past the point of like, oh, I said no. And you're like still acting like that. Yeah. But I, I luckily haven't had that yet. I hope to God to never hope happen. Hope to God or... that you will never have that. Absolutely. Hope to God that yeah. it will never happen. But I I just want to look. I'm just trying to pe- prepare you to what's to come. Because yeah, yeah, for sure. It's not it's not the same for me to have this conversation with a guy who's starting up and he doesn't have to worry about that versus a female who's about to come on and about to start this shit and has to worry about this shit. The previous yeah. females that I've interviewed in this podcast, I don't have to have that conversation because a most of them are already have representation that I can trust and that I know they're gonna be taken care of. And B, um, with with Kelly, she she got her boy. She got her boyfriend, you know, like three takers. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like they got each other's back. So it's like, I don't have to worry about it. But I did tell, you know, stories, some stories about that after the podcast. You know, it's like, hey, just you two, you know, couples, you know, just keep an eye on on your surroundings all the time, you know. And you happen to be my first rapper in this podcast, believe it or not. True. That's cool. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. So you happen to be my first rapper who's also a music producer and is a female. And yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm telling you, like, I have to, I have to say something so you can be mentally prepared because the industry is very ugly. When you get your, when you get your, feet wet into it like you are gonna see the nasty side of it uh, that being said there's always gonna be the good side of it but you have to be aware and acknowledge that there is an ugly side of it and you have to like work it out you know like you have to make sure that this shit does not affect this shit you know yeah yeah De- definitely uh absolutely and and, and he- like and hey, like I, I just want to, I just want the best for you, and God willing, protect you with all what's come to you, you know. But I'm telling yeah. you, based on my experience of somebody who's outside of the states, who's never been into this industry, and I just been and work with it and dealt with it, like I know how far it can go, and it's just, and then like I just not cannot imagine when it when it's a female's per- perspective by themselves you know yeah (laughs) this is this is true i do i do have a lot of guy artists um in my like life right now that like i i have them too Mm -hmm. so like i know that like i'm 
if anything ever happens um management wise or like artists working with other artists wise that like seems something like that like i know i got their back to to protect me and like that's the i guess that's a security that's like on my mind where i like Mm. um you know at least i have that too yeah so i'm i'm not i'm not like petrified or anything but like i definitely i definitely know what's up i've definitely like heard and like seen things before like that in the industry and like i just know that like i have a good group of people around me that like are there for security for me and to protect me that's dope just yeah never let your guard yeah i've for sure I, i you're i mean there's a reason why many there's many reasons actually why you know I I consider to be like the lone wolf in all this and it's because I people have fucked me over so many times that it's just different people that it's just became yeah. the part in which it made me like stay away from people altogether it's just like I don't want to work with anybody cuz like if it's a, if this is how it's going to be why the fuck am I here you know like and, and shit ain't worth it, you know, at that point, yeah. you know, and that way I learn how to keep my guard up and know when I can let it down. Everything comes into time and with trust and just be genuinely you. Just be yeah. you at the end of the day. Absolutely. Yeah. I just want to leave that out for you. I just want to have a peace of mind that I know that you're you're mentally ready for this shit, you know? Sorry, I'm, I was posting Snapchat. Oh, <laughs> shit. Snapchat. All right. <laughs> I was trying to be sentimental with you and shit, but all right. Snapchat it is. No, 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 no. I already had a good <laughs> But no, no, no. Thank you, like, so much. Like, like absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I bef- respect that. Before, before we even end this, there's, like, a few questions that I do want to ask you because... I feel like it, it, like we haven't had like a little fun time a little bit, you know, everything, you know, we had a nice conversation, you know, <laughs> but I want to have like some top questions, you know, as to say, yeah, absolutely. let's start with an easy one. Um, You say that you, because you're a rapper, who are your top five rappers that you'll put in? Uh, easy. Kanye was Kid Cudi. Um, Big Sean, um, J. Cole, and Eminem. I'm surprised you put Kanye in it, bro. Do you see? <laughs> you see that? No, I don't see it. Oh shit! That's the. That's the. Oh <laughs> shit! You're a huge Kanye right. with. That's for I'm graduation. Not- yeah, it's in. <laughs> It's um it's from graduation, but he's wearing um the same outfit he wore to the Grammys when he performed. Right. Runaway. And it plays runaway. <laughs> oh wow. I'm I hate to say it. I'm a I'm a I'm one of those crazy Kanye fans. <laughs> I'm like, I really don't care that man can do anything. I think he's a music genius. His production mm. is like what his production is like why I want to produce music and why I want to make music. It's crazy. It's out of the box and it's, it's him. It's how he like feels at the time. And like the stories behind his music, like I know all of them and they're like, Mm -hmm. it's inspiring and it's insane. 
All right. I would not deny that Kanye is a musical genius. Like, no, the guy is, yeah, is one, one of them out there. Yeah. On his personal life, however, he's just a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the media um, did that to, did that because maybe you know, maybe there is some some of it has the media media manipulating the narrative and making him look like crazy. But come on, there are times in which it's like uh, Kanye, you're, you're a little bit wild in this part. Like, oh yeah, mm, like uh, I'm not. I'm not even saying the media is manipulating it. I'm just saying I think the media in general made him that crazy because honestly, I just like having having that much power and exposure and like everything where you're like life is like, you know, like no one, no one's no one can even like fathom having that life. Sure. Sure. Then again, you look at Jay-Z and Jay-Z doesn't act like that. (laughs) And Jay Z, <laughs> and to me, Jay Z is as big or bigger than Kanye. Dr. Yeah. Dre, Dr. Dre is as big or bigger than Kanye. Like, like, yeah, you're right. Like, well, he is just crazy in general, too. On top of that, but I, I like again. I do not. I I do not separate his musical genius from his personality. Like whatever he does on on music, it's it's pure genius what he does. Like. He yeah. has he has the the gift. He definitely yeah. has it. For, outside of that, is just like nah, dog. You're, you're corny as shit. You're a narcissist. You're a wild boy. You <laughs> nah nah, bro. You you you're crazy as fuck. You literally are crazy as fuck. But yeah. But then again, I mean, we're not judging them by the personalities because if we are, then you know, have the art rappers out there, then we'll be judged as well. You know, exactly. <laughs> I will. <clears throat> I'll tell you this. I'll put my top five as Eminem. Eminem for sure. He is there all the way. I I still to this day believe he's still the rat god. Ain't nobody surpassed him. Little Wayne because of all the shit he has done. Kendrick Lamar because I because I feel like Kendrick is one of the top lyricists out there in the world, and there's nobody like like him that can like can be on par probably Little Wayne or Eminem because both of them can actually freestyle and can, Kendrick can just like easily go head to head with those guys and I had an I had another one but I decided to change it with this one because it came from home um Daddy Yankee okay cuz Daddy Daddy Yankee revolutionized the reggaeton like he put reggaeton on the map around the world like if to this day, you ask anybody, they'll tell you Daddy Yan- who Daddy Yankee is. They'll tell you, oh, yeah, Gasolina. Mm-hmm. Like, that motherfucker put Puerto Rico on the map and put other reggaeton artists on the map as well. Like, What's up? And the guy came out from, from, from the Bronx. He came out from nothing, and he yeah. had his freestyles as well. When he had his freestyle, he does it. And when he kills it on the songs, he kills it. You know, he's a He's one of the biggest rappers out there, you know? Yeah, so, for sure. So when when it comes to lyric-wise and music-wise, I put those five up there, you know? I can I can say Wiz Khalifa is out there, too. I would like to put him. Who was the other one? Um, J. Cole. Yeah, J. Cole, definitely I could put him. Kid Cudi. Yeah, he's, he's another musical genius, you know? Yeah. Th- absolutely. Now, if you... Now, if you gotta put it like your t- 
top five rap songs. What are those five? Um, man. In no way favorite, order. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite song in the world is Immortal by Kid Cudi. Oh. Um, it's gonna, and then it's gonna be Soundtrack to My Life by Kid Cudi. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know it's, hard. it's, hard. it's gonna be like oh Kanye and Kid Cudi, and then um, yeah, yeah, probably. Damn, what's my favorite? I wonder by Kanye. Mm. Um, this is hard, bro. That's a hard question. No, for <laughs> sure. I'm I'm right now thinking of mine. I was like, damn, mine's are even harder. There's like too many Eminem's or. Too many of the Jay Z's or too uh, like I can't even balance that shit. Yeah, yeah, I gotta look in my uh, my Apple replay, <laughs> Apple Music replay. <laughs> it's had the it's had the same it had the same top songs on it for like years. Oh, Mr. Rager by K. Cuddy, um, and oh, Blood on the Leaves by Kanye. Oh damn, that's fire! Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I forgot that I love that song, bro, so much. Um, I'll tell you mine. Hold on. But I had to look down on my fucking playlist so I can actually remember because those are the ones that I play a lot. Uh, yeah. I just, I know I just have a lot of Eminem songs. Yeah. Like, he- I love Eminem. I feel like he was the person that really taught me how to rap. Like, listening to his music, I listened to. Him and Dr. Dre and Nas and Jay-Z the most, like, when I first got into rap music. Um, so that I feel like their styles is what I really took and developed. Oh, because Eminem is a fucking rap guy. Like, I can see. Like, learn from the best to become the best. That's your very definition of Eminem. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Um, exactly. I will put... I will, this, is, this is one... That's not an Eminem song because I'm looking at the on my songs. Um, Joyner Lucas and Logic Isis. Oh, that song's fire, bro. That song's heat. That song to me is like numero uno to me. Like that song is just even though I don't put it as my number one, but it's one of my tops. It's like it's especially how fucking Logic spits the fire on his verses. It's just like oh my god. That's He's just like, crazy. I'll definitely put um Little Wayne's um a Millie. Okay. A Millie. Definitely I'll put it up there because um because I remember that he when when he got interviewed when he did that song, he it was a it was a freestyle. Oh shit, was it? Yeah. Wow. So he started as a freestyle, a Millie. Little Wayne's, um, I'm in the here, I'm a young money millionaire. Yeah, it's a freestyle because there, there's one line that I fucking love a lot, and it's in, in that freestyle. You say, okay, okay, Gucci, you're a goon, but what's a goon to a goblin? So you, so you're basically saying, say, okay, you, you're somebody, but what's somebody next to a god? You know, some. Yeah, say, yeah. That's a fire line right there. Like, oh my God, I it fucking is. love that. Um, I will put Eminem's. See, my favorite song, my favorite song from Eminem comes from the from the Kamikaze album. Oh, for real? What song is that? Uh 
it, it's just so many of them. Like because I fucking love the entire album. It's as a whole. Like I can, yeah. I, I will listen to it from beginning to end. I love it. I the Ringers, Stepping Stones, um, Kamikaze itself. Um, yeah. It, it's just it's basically a diss album, you know. Greatest fall, nice guy, good guy. But even the Venom song, the collab with Johnny Lucas, Lucky You. Oh, I listen to Lucky You all the time. Oh that yeah, awesome. Johnny Lucas is one of the best like yeah rappers in the new school for sure. Yeah, if I if I if I would have to replace one of my top five with somebody, it would be Daddy Yankee for Johnny Lucas because he's definitely up there, you know, for sure. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Yeah. Um, Jay-Z's um uh again, these are all hit it, it could be hits to everybody, but I grew up listening to this shit. Like yeah. 99, 99 problems, like encore, like dirt off your shoulders, like bro, I, that entire that that entire album. Oh, yeah. I listen to that shit. Honestly, I listen to that shit every single morning. I listen to that, and then recently I've been listening, I've been listening to um Big Sean's Dark Skies Paradise like Yo. every fucking day since I was like 14. And it's just that. Oh, that shit's so good. Dude, it's that the Blueprint album is just like one of those phenomenal hits that Jay-Z ever had. Yes. Like, like I could, you can obviously Jay-Z had a lot of great projects, but one that is as legendary as that album that you can go song to song and sing it by is just like it's rare, basically. You know, it, it's crazy. Yeah, it's extremely rare. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if it, if I and one more one more rapper that I want to add up to, I want to. I definitely want to add to Virus Syndicate because because I I talked to I talked to them over in this episode, but like I I feel like not not many people give them props because they're UK people and they did something that barely anybody did, you know and and they're first rappers. They're first rappers before there are anything else, you know. Mm-hmm. And now, and now they're now they're now they got multiple projects. And them as a rapper individually, it's just I listen to them individually rapping just bars to bars, and it's just like God. Then I gotta give props to these guys because these guys are legit for them to be UK based. Like not you don't hear that many UK based rappers. To be out there and be like popping yeah, fire. Nah, if you ever went yeah. to their Instagram or the Twitter, take a look at uh, at them and look at uh, follow them individually, and you'll see that Jay and Jay does a lot of individual projects. That he What's actually Jay and Nick got. I'll okay. I'll send you I'll send you the the link so so you can check them out. You know. Okay. So no, but definitely definitely. Virus syndicate like sick and all the way sick gang with the backland, you know, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely, you know. Um, before we get to the end of the show, man, I actually want to give you this opportunity. I don't, I don't usually do this to many people, but I want to give it to you right now. Is there any questions that you feel like, man? I wish we could have talked about it, or I wish that somebody knew about this so I can actually have a better guidance or a better answer to this that you have that you think that you you can ask me right right away that I may yeah. help you in a one in one way or another? Yeah, honestly. Um yeah. When so my biggest thing right now is mm-hmm. 
I I actually have a lot of shit coming up. Which okay. Is really good. Um, but like me, I don't have a manager. I don't have a team. People, all I have is like a bunch of homies, which is great. Mm. But you know, I gotta like reach out to people. I gotta like have people reach out to me, ask me if I want to perform and stuff. When when do you think is a certain point where it's like, okay, maybe I should really look into like getting a manager or just like having a team? And how would you go about that? Um, pretty much. Very great question. And it's like the most common one that a lot of artists ask about because um again, you have we start we when we start in this industry, we basically don't have any guidance. Like there's nobody out there who's showing up the ropes unless you meet with the person like nobody would be there to mentor you you know yeah exactly yeah and and that happened to me the same thing which is why i'm changing the narrative with this podcast show yeah by trying to you know put it putting these stories out there and let the people know like oh shit okay now i know you know and mm -hmm. try to guide them as much as possible you know so to answer your question you know when it when is it the right time to look for managers? I'll give you the perfect answer. You don't. They're gonna come to you straight up. Okay. Straight True. up. Don't ever don't ever look for one. Let them come to you, and then when they do True. come to you, look look deeper into their their history. Like look deeper into their social medias. Um, who they work with, who they used to work with, why they're not working with them, um, and look very deeply into asking a lot of questions. Because okay. one thing's for sure, by asking them a lot of questions is how you can tell whether this is going to be a good manager to represent me or not, you know? Because yeah, the problem that I had in my past with managers is that I know more than them. And there's nothing wrong about that. But if I know something is not going to work, fucking listen to me when I tell you it's not going to work and don't just go over over up, above me. Like at the end of the day, the managers have to eat, right? How do they eat yeah. based on what we make? Managers are supposed to be, you're the boss of the manager at the end of the day. They can manage your, your career. That's fine. You know, they can handle the business yeah. aspect. The, the the deals and the contracts and all that shit, that's fine. But you're their boss. You're, you're their boss, you know? You're the one who tells yeah, them, you know, fuck true. off whenever you feel like it, you know? So don't let yeah, any, yeah. Ed, don't, straight up, don't let any manager to tell you what you can and cannot do. That's some like really, that's some really good advice, dude. Because I've asked like, I've asked like a few artists about it that like haven't been in your position, haven't mm -hmm. been in that position for as long as you and like, I guess <laughs> yeah. I think they're talking out their ass. <laughs> no, absolutely not. You can tell yeah. right away when they're talking to their ass. Even to this day, I get emails from people to say if they want to represent me, you know, and I look at their social medias. I look who they representing and and I tell it to fuck off or I just ghost them because like it's not in my best interest right now. It's like I like right like. I, 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 something about me is that like yeah don't look at me right now when i'm popping off you know look at me when i'm when i'm nobody that's when you should yeah. be looking at me how if you're gonna have a manager have a manager that a believes in you believes in you 100 and is willing to go to 
to die on that hill with you. B, if the manager is looking up for your best interests and is willing to invest his time and money and resources to build you into the vision that you're trying to look for, which leads mm -hmm. to the third point that that manage that you and the manager have the same vision, the same vision goal oriented it to say like, you want to be one of this. All right. I can see you be like this. Let's make it happen. I can see you because I believe in you. Definitely. You're never going to look for one. They're going to come to you, you know, and they should be coming okay. to you when you're on the lowest, when you're a hardly a nobody, but you're starting to get a buzz around. You know, people are starting to talk. People are listening. It's like, hey, have you heard about this chick? She she just spit some bars in this song or, hey, you heard it. She's she's DJing. She's rapping. She's emceeing. She's she's making house songs. She's making bass. She's doing collabs with these other people. When that shit starts to get that little attraction, that's when they start to, to come to you. But always have that those free points, those free major points to make sure like, okay, once you find the, the manager, the, ma the person that's right for you, that you trust that's right for you, they're going to ask you for a contract. So on the contract, before anything, read the fucking contract. I cannot okay. stress this shit out. <laughs> and I'm not trying to cuss you out on that. Like, no, no, no. No, no, no. Yeah. It, it, no, I, I... <laughs> this is something that it, I tell people every fucking time because when they hear these, not just managers, but with labels as well, they sign these contracts and, I'm, and they get start bitching about on Twitter. And I'm like, what was on the contract that I was that's doing this? Oh, I don't know. I haven't read it. It's like, well, there you go, Sherlock. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> read you gave people to read it for you oh, <laughs> people are afraid of me yeah straight <laughs> up <laughs> um read your contract do not sign right there from the spot never do that that's a and that's not just with managers with agents with labels with anybody 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 who gives you a contract you tell them all right i'm gonna take this i'm gonna read it i'll get back to you that's the art of negotiation You never negotiate your, with the first offer. No, you always negotiate with the second and third offer. You go back and forth mm -hmm. with it. That's very important. You read the contract. If you do not understand the contract when you're reading it or you don't know what it means or you or there's some stuff that you do understand, but there's like, excuse me, little little stuff out here that you do not understand what this paragraph means or what this clause means or what any of that shit, take the contract yeah. to a lawyer. Okay. Even, if, even if you have to spend money, take it to a lawyer because, A, you'd rather spend the money to the lawyer versus owning somebody thousands of dollars to, because you didn't bother reach, reading it, you know? Ask yeah, the lawyer. Ask the lawyer. Tell them what it means and tell them what this contract as a whole, it means. Does it benefit me and does it? The lawyer has the legal obligation to tell you, all right, this means this, this, and this. Overall, when I read this contract, It'll, it'll t the lawyer will tell you whether it's a good thing for you or is a bad thing or there's a risk in it. You know, they'll tell you everything and he'll highlight it. Yeah. And once you do, you're going to go back again to the person and tell them like, hey, I don't like these claws. I want them to be changed. If you change them for this, this, this and this, then I'll sign your contract. True. That's how you do it. And they and if they really believe you, And if they really want you and they want to work with you, they'll change the contract and all those clauses for you just because they do believe you and they don't want to miss the opportunity with you, you know? 
And the one last thing, when it comes to percentage-wise for managers, typically it ranges from 10% to 20%. Anything above 20, tell them to go fuck off. Even, okay. even, even if they say they, they're going to guarantee you you're going to make millions of dollars in return, tell them to fuck off. Because this is something I learned and learned in school. Like you don't you, managers and booking booking agents have a cap. You don't go above that cap, and they know that, sure. and they know that. But for the people who don't know that, they'll try to take advantage of it as much as they can, and they'll give you all these. They'll trust me. They're gonna give you promises, yeah. promises, promises like crazy. They're gonna like try. They're gonna be like literally talking through your ear and hearing the nice things that you want to hear. But until yeah. those promises are met, you're not going to be giving them a 25% or 30 or 50 or 45. Like, no, fuck that. So normally, mm -hmm. you start with 10%. That's like the minimum. If you, if you want to be gracious, you can give them a 15. And the typical mm -hmm. runtime when, when you're on a signed contract, I usually tell them, give, give me a year contract because I want to see you working your ass off for me for that one year. I want to see those results. Yeah. I want to see those promises that you make. One year, 10%, one year. If you, if you at least do at least half of the stuff that you told me that you were going to do or on, on your way, then by the end of our, our contract, I'll sign the contract for three years, for three more years, and I'll put and I'll raise it to 15%. And let's just say in those three additional years, it has been marvelous that the guy did everything for you and you're already out there and has and everything's, hey, like we're reaching to the end of our partnership contract, you know, and then they'll be asking for a, for a longevity. You have a range from five to seven to 10 years with that person. It's up to you at that point. That's up to your own discretion. So when mm -hmm. you come to that 20, I mean, for that extension for five years, seven, 10, however you want it, you have you have the right to give them a little bit extra on, on the percentage and give them the tw a good 20% because mm -hmm. they treated you good and they and they took you to where you want it and now they're going to take you to even further places. Now you're going to have a nice long partnership with them in which you give them a certain amount and, and they'll take and they'll give you exactly what they want. But just always remember, they can only eat if you eat. If you don't eat, they don't eat. Yeah, yeah, true shit. So that, yeah, that's some good as advice. <laughs> I try my best, you know, I try my best to sum it up as much as possible for all the knowledge I've, I've known. Um, yeah, that's basically it. Like, you know, don't look for people. Let them look for you. It's going to come because somebody of a somebody of a friend of a friend, they're going to hear about it from from they're going to talk about you and they'll be like, huh, interesting. Let me see if we can work something out with that person. Yeah. But yeah, don't be afraid of giving them a background check and ask them multiple questions. Because obviously, when you ask them a lot of questions, you can tell whether this person is real or not. You can yeah. tell whether they know what they're doing or not. Like, depending on the answers. If they, gave, if they give you political answers in which is like, that is a very good question. And I'm glad you asked that question because it was a good one. Yeah. We need to address that issue because it, it you know, reminded me the time in which they said when they give you political questions like that, which is very generic and based, like, like, all right, this guy's full of shit. But when they give you yeah. like, like actually questions, you know, it could be shorter, it could be long to say like, no, I do believe you. 
I, the reason why is because I see the potential and I can, I know how to work it. You have this problem, but we can fix it. And, and when, if you trust yeah, me by real. fixing, yeah, always tell them straight up. Don't fucking lie to me. Don't fucking be dishonest. Be real. Be mm-hmm. blunt as much as possible. I don't need to be hold mm-hmm. any shit. This is my life. Yeah. This is my career. Like I want to get there. So I don't want anybody to hide their emotions for me. Like if somebody doesn't like me, just tell me right away. Tell me the fuck right away. I don't want to deal with some other bullshit because somebody doesn't like me. Like now, if they don't like me, all right, let's go off to somewhere else. Simple as that. Yeah. yeah. Always. <laughs> be, yeah. Just always be blunt and honest about to tell them to always be open and blunt to you. Like, so you can be blunt back to them when you have that sure. relationship that, you know, you guys trust each other. And there's that on level of honesty. Things will work out. Things will work mm-hmm. out. Absolutely. Hey, well, thank you. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. If Is there any other questions that you want to ask me or know about the industry in, in, I don't know, labels, artists, reaching out emails and shit like that? Um, honestly, not really. Um, just cause like, that was my like main question that mm-hmm. I haven't really gotten a, um, a really good answer to, but like, right. thank you. Like that was awesome. Um, as for like labels and stuff, I'm actually in, I think I'm really in a good position right now. Okay. Um, with all of that. And honestly, with that part of it and, um, with the show part of it too, it's kind of just like. At this point, I'm just like waiting and I'm like, just, I'm, I'm the most impatient person ever. If you know me, I know. like uh, personally, I, and I it's just you. like, that's, that's the hardest thing for me. Like this whole experience, yeah. patience. When I, when I, when someone is like, Hey, we got you, we want your track. And I'm like, fuck yeah. And then they're like, but we're not going to release it till December. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, bro. Yeah, and I and yeah. I like can't really and like at that point, I'm like super excited about it. And I want to like tell everyone and I want to like post everywhere. And it's like, bro, you can't do that because that's in it's in a fucking year. And like, you know, there's a right time for everything. Like absolutely you don't ever want to yeah, don't it. Yeah, no, don't ever rush out, man. Don't ever rush out. Yeah. You're you're in a good place. I know that it's it gets very impatient to some of this stuff, you know. I, I actually understand that I've been there. But in due time, everything's gonna work out. Just like everybody else. Like it like the press, like like nostalgics have told you, you're there. You just have to keep yeah. going. Consistency is the key, you know? Do not it stop. Is. Because it's I'm when gonna- you stop it that everything falls down. Keep doing sure. it. Keep doing it because you're already there. You're almost there. You just d- don't stop. This has happened to mm-hmm. homies of mine and one of my homies, Shindo, shout out to him. He's been trying to produce for many, many, many years and get no investment in return. I'm telling you, for, for as long as I know him and him. And after four or five years of production and making music for artists and whatnot, he caught his four, seven, eight years producing music. He finally 
caught his break and made it to and made the Peaches song for Bieber. Oh, yes, yes. Um, Shindo. Yeah, I have some friends that are friends with him. Yeah? yeah. Yeah, I forgot. My old roommate was friends with him. Or oh, that. She said <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I don't know about that part, but okay, sure. <laughs> but but yeah, like I like it only takes time. It takes time, but you know, once you get it, once you're there, you're there. It's not yeah. about the destination, it's about the journey. Enjoy the, the journey. journey. For sure, dude. And that's you know, some that's something like I'm also learning. I got I gotta like take a step back, you know, because like I'm I'm also the type of person just like in general in life where it's like all right, complete this goal. Cool. Where's the next? And it's yeah. like, no, nah, I need to like take a step back, take in, be like, look, you know, like celebrate. Absolutely. You know, celebrate your, you, my steps I accomplished and like. Absolutely. And, yeah. th and that leads up to one of my last questions is what has been your greatest accomplishment up to now? Good question. Um, probably. I, I honestly really think so far it was definitely that um, Dr. Fresh stream because he was he was one of the he was one of the first people that like when I got when I did get into bass house and house music. Yeah, he was one of the first people I was fucking with because he I don't know if he's like honestly like the father of G house, but he was de he's definitely a huge like character and like G house in the way. Yeah the reason why it is what it is today and um and that helped the transition from me listening to a lot of rap music to like in the house too Fire. and i i was able to see him live like two years ago before the pandemic in jacksonville and then for him to just like listen to my track and him to like get the idea and concept of what i'm trying to do with that track and with myself as an artist and like say it back to me without even like me saying it mm. that was probably the biggest moment for me so far just because it's like i'm doing it right you know what i mean there's yeah. there's no lost in translation i'm like telling you i'm showing you and telling you the message and you're like picking up on it so i'm exactly i'm doing exactly like what i want to do fucking dope like to yeah. hear that so right now, what are you currently doing and what do you hope to accomplish by it? So right now, I'm honestly working. I'm collaborating with a lot of artists. Mm. Um, we're pitching songs to a lot of labels. And honestly, my goal is to get on Dr. Fresh's label, House Calls, or AC Slater's Night Bass um, hey. in like a year or two. I bet it's gonna happen. Yeah, I bet it's gonna happen very yeah, soon. Thank you. So keep at it. Um, why is it that you chose your stage name to be AK Rennie? Hey, I was waiting for this question. This is my favorite, <laughs> bro. This is my favorite question ever. <laughs> All right. So basically, my whole concept with like myself as a person mm -hmm. is I'm just like, you know, I'm like, I, I was able to advance this far this fast because of like my mindset of like, I don't give a fuck about what you think about me. I'm going to be myself always. Right. 
And um, because I know who the fuck I am. Mm. And, you know, my favorite artist, one of my favorite artists, Kid Cudi, he, I look up to him a lot um, through his music because, like, it helped me through most of my um, childhood and everything. His music, like, you know, this people say it all the time. Like, I'm one of them. Like, his music saved my life and shit. Helped me through a lot of dark areas in my life. And um, I studied his interviews. And in one of the interviews, he was, like, um, talking about him as an artist and his music. He was like, always know who you are in order to progress in life. And that was a quote that just stuck with me forever. And so I pretty much took that and I'm like, all right, always knew. So AK, I just didn't put the um, the dots. I forgot what they're called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with it, because I was like, I don't, I don't like the way that it looks. But I just thought that was like a sick name too, to go with it, like, AK like always knew who you are and then Rennie my um middle name's Renee so I kind of just like got oh. it off of that got it off of that but um my whole concept is like when I was a kid I would listen to like I would listen I'd put on rap music and I'd put on music and I would like sit in my room for hours and I had a huge imagination and I would just imagine myself being on stage with like a bunch of people and everyone just fucking with my shit but for so long, I never took that initiative to do that. Mm-hmm. So for so long in my life, like me being an artist, like Rennie as an artist, like that person was there. Like I always knew that person was there inside of me, mm-hmm. but I had to take that initial step to bring it out. So it's like, I always knew I wanted to do this. I always knew that person, but like now I'm that person. And now I'm like, being that person i'm on stage now you're you yeah now you're you and i and i always knew but i just had to take that initial step fucking dope story hey. <laughs> no, I, I love it bro i love when people ask that because <laughs> i don't know that's it's what i'm about dude like you you gotta be yourself you can't people don't realize in this world that they can't they can't be fake like you can't just like follow the crowd or you're just like mm. you're nothing dude if you're not yourself what it's gonna this leads up to our final question and we can wrap right. it up you're walking down the street and then a ufo comes out of nowhere and pops out and they tell you it's like yo ak Rennie, we need your help because you and only you can help us out and you'll be like all right <laughs> though let's go let's get it um but they say like yo but before you do you don't know how long you're gonna leave. You're gonna return back. Um, here's a piece of paper. Write three pieces of advice that you give to somebody. What are those three pieces of advice? Always be yourself. Mm-hmm. Be a good person. Treat everybody the same, no matter what. Yes, yes. And um, take care of yourself. Take care of take care of yourself. Give yourself time. Be alone sometimes because you're you're the most, you know, only you can like really help like yourself in some aspects, you know? It, I agree. And especially just like be, you said it yourself, just be a good person. Be nice. Be genuine. Be yeah. humble. Be humble. Be, be humble. humble. <laughs> Sit down. 
Be humble. Down, be humble. <laughs> Straight on. No, that song, I fuck with it a lot, but it hits home and it's supposed to hit home from everyone else. Like, this is such a thing that people lose, you know, and from time to time, they forgot about what, what it is to be humble with somebody or be humble for themselves, you know? Yeah, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> I see that shit all the time, bro. It's just like, like, it, and one, one thing someone once told me was that, like, the bigger you are, the more humble you become. And at mm. first I was like, what the fuck? You know, but like, it's kind of true because like, you know, you see people that like, it's like, oh, cool. Like you have like this small following mm. and they'll be like dicks. And it's like, you're still not, like, excuse me. Like, are you, are you Kanye West? Are you Eminem? <laughs> are you just like, no, sit the fuck down. You yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you're, you know, you have a you have a long way to go still, and it's just like you know you. I I think I um it's because I have that mentality of just like like I'm no matter what, no matter if I have like a few like thousand followers, like mm. I'm still like just me and shit. Like I still have like yes. a long way to go. I'm still I'm still nobody. You know, just keep that and keep that in mind absolutely and that's the best way to think about it that's the best way to go about everything man just be yourself yeah. somebody and just be you like even if you have a lot of people following you just be you you know just like that's it you know it doesn't yeah. it, it doesn't take hard for you to be a nice person and be yourself you know just it's easy that then you think guys so Keep that in mind. Um, thank you so much, man, for coming over to the show. It was an honor yeah, and privilege. Awesome. Like it was, we just had a great conversation. I loved it. Um, I can't wait to have another one with you. Honestly, yeah, so, I got you. I like whenever you're down to do another one. You're a friend of the show. You just hit me up and say, hey, "Yo, I'm down to do another one." We'll be like, "All right, we got it. Let's go." Hey. That's it. That's it. Before we leave, plug yourself out. Let the people know where they can follow you and what they can expect from you in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you can follow me on my socials at AK Rennie Music. Um, and for the future, I actually have a release coming on Yosh. It's going to be a UK release. Mm. Um, it's going to be May 2nd. And it's for a track named Freaky, a collab with Share and Devour. And, oh. and I'm super excited about it. Dr. Fresh um, played it in his mix. And actually, it won second runner-up for the most creative track submitted to him um, on his stream. So super hyped about this collab, collab release. And, yes, yeah. that's what's up. Well, I can't wait until... It comes out. I'm going to keep that in mind so I can definitely listen to it and replay it all the time. AK Rennie, thank you so much for coming to the show, you know. And, yeah, absolutely. And thank you guys for listening. And remember, every week is a brand new episode with a brand new topic. So always remember to like and subscribe and turn the bell for notifications at youtube.com slash the Lone Wolf Podcast or of course the lonewolfpod.com. That's Lone 
wolvpod.com. Also, you can follow the audio version at SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts as well, where you can check all my latest episodes. And comment down below. Let me hear your thoughts. Share your experience. If you guys got a specific topic you guys want me to cover, you want Randy to cover, please let us know on the comments down below, and we'll do our best to talk about it on the next episode. So thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you guys at the next one. Who's this?